Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Warning, the following is the officially sanctioned podcast about the show about four lifelong friends who compete to embarrass each other in public. You know the one. The official Impractical Jokers podcast. Official Impractical Jokers podcast. My name is Casey Jost. I'm James McCarthy. We have a special guest tonight. Mr. Kevin Felix is here. Co-EP uh, of Impractical Jokers. Co-EP? Co-EP. Beautiful. You're a Co-EP too, James. And together we're one. <laughs> With Chris Bozak. <laughs> yes, that's right. that's right. And we have a non-Co-EP. No. Danny Green is in the house. Fellas, how are you? Danny's house. 69. <laughs> Danny's wild. <laughs> 49. Uh, whatever it is <laughs> but this is very exciting we have a wonderful episode to discuss right now kevin as a co-ep you have a lot to do with the episode especially on the post side correct yes and for those who don't know what post is that means sort of the editing department that is exactly right yeah well why do they call it post because it's just after it's after post-production yeah it's amazing how a word like that becomes so popular you know what i mean in within the industry yeah, it's like people are like, oh, post. Oh, that person works in post. But yeah, you're like, never like post oh, Malone. Yeah, we work. Yeah, yeah, we work in pre. Yes, but <laughs> nobody, no one, sa- nobody says that. No one calls it that. Yeah, yeah. And you, then, never, you never attach production to. Post. We also go all the way through during. We're like mid. Yeah, we're production. Also, yeah, mid production. Pro, just the production. Part, yeah, that'd be yeah. So there's pre pro and there's a uh, post. Yeah, and it's from, you know, I, I, it always sounds like it's just after the fact, but yeah. uh, I like to think that. I talk to you guys while you're mid yes, and, that's true. and free and it influence what it's amazing. Cause what you do with our, with the, with the footage afterward influences our writing the next season, you know, like what you, some of the things you do, if it works, if it's successful, you know, we try to write towards that. That's good to know. And the other, the other thing I was going to say is, um, you've probably seen more footage than anybody else on the show. I think I have. Yeah. You've been here long enough. You've seen a lot of like rough cuts. You've seen a lot of cutting room floor. You've seen a lot of just string outs, which is, you know, it's just whatever we filmed the entire thing. You've probably seen, I mean, I guess the guys have lived the most of it. Yeah. But even, you know, sometimes the guy on the floor isn't seeing what's going on in BTS. Right. Do we say BTS here on the podcast? Yeah. Well, we oh, behind, yeah, yeah, yeah BTS is scenes. like where the guys stand, just in case you don't know. Ah, yes. Um, yeah, I see everything. I, I mean, I don't watch every single last second of every single bit that's shot, but mm-hmm. Why uh, sometimes... Why not? Seems like <laughs> I mean, who has the time, really? That's your job. <laughs> We're taking away your credits. <laughs> yep. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I do, actually, when you guys are shooting, like, one bit a day, and I'm excited to see it. And then <laughs> once we're on bit 65, and we have... 17 episodes that we're cutting at the same time and yeah uh then it becomes impossible but we have other very uh dedicated producers and editors who also watch a lot a lot lot of footage you're the like you definitely have stockholm syndrome (laughs) like who's your favorite captor aka joker right now you can't i know you can't pick i can't pick it's impossible you're not allowed to is there a joker that's easier to like cut around. Does that make sense? Yes. Is there a, is there a joker that makes your life easier? No, you know, they're actually all really good 
at speaking for edit. I mean, sometimes they talk over each other. Sometimes they start talking in the middle of a middle of a laugh. That's, mm. you know, sort of a pain in the ass, but I can't blame them. I mean, yeah, well, there's a lot going on when they're shooting. Uh, but no, the guys actually all know, I'm sure in the first season or, or the second season before I worked on the show, they were trying to, they were just sort of feeling that out, understanding how they would be edited later. But now they know and they know how to speak for the edit and they're great. I want, as a PSA, I want everybody who's, who's listening to this podcast to, when you watch the episodes of Impractical Jokers, appreciate the editing, appreciate the way that it cuts from the guys in the back to the guy on the floor, to the reaction of the, the person watching, you know, the stranger that they're working with. All that stuff is so meticulously thought over and, and put together. And then also the sound design that you guys put under it. That's incredible. We spend a lot of time on the music. Yeah, just, just a little tweaking, you know, you move it one frame to the right and it's funnier than, well, sorry, that's, that's post speak, I guess. But one frame is like a 30th of a second. Yeah. And yeah. to the right means later. I think all these people know iMovie at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all going to steal our jobs one day. Yeah. All these 10 year olds editing on their, on phones. their phones, right? Yeah. <laughs> but editing really is so much of any show and especially this show. You're really, cause here's the thing, our show, um, and you've heard us say this before, I think it's not always funny in the moment, right? It's not funny if you're in the supermarket interacting with one of the guys. You're like, this is just kind of weird. It is funny when it's edited together with what's going on in BTS and like just finding all those moments. The so context, yeah. Yeah, so so much of it that makes you laugh out loud at home is created in the edit when you like bring everything together, right? Mm. Yeah, and you know, our goal when we're cutting stuff, when we're cutting the, the bits is to make them feel like they're happening in real time and make them feel as natural as possible. So, you know, nobody, you don't feel the editor's hand at work. Yeah. And it's very obvious that the the show has changed a lot from season one in terms of editing, but has it changed a lot, let's say from season four to now? (laughs) That's very specific. Or I'm just saying four or five, you know, because that's that now is several years ago. It is, you know, it, it has slightly. I and I've worked on the show since season three, and uh, I, I watch all these Inside Jokes episodes too. So right. for those of you who don't watch them, we do these pop up video style shows called Inside Jokes that Casey you have uh, yeah. worked on significantly, <laughs> and you host the wraparounds for. Uh, and one of the fun things about that is that I I review those shows and watch these episodes that I haven't seen in a few years, and sometimes I watch them and I say, "Oh God, I can't believe." we made that edit or I can't believe that's the music we chose there today. I would do it so differently. I don't think any viewers would be able to tell the difference, Mm. but I do. There's that, uh, saying, uh, hindsight's a bitch. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm familiar with that saying. Yeah. I think that's how it goes. (laughs) These days we include things in the show that we didn't used to include, like fans recognizing the jokers. Occasionally that'll lead to a really funny interaction. And once upon a time, that was just, you know, something for the cutting room floor that we would, we would like watching and Mm. then throw out. Nobody would see, but, uh, you know, gradually in the past few years, we've started throwing those things in Yeah, and I think fans like it. I like including it. Yeah. I have a pitch for you. Um, and you know, I should pitch this to the other people who work here, but I think (laughs) you're a good person to start. I thought of this this morning. I thought a fun episode as a special would be impractical jokers office day. And where you have the jokers come in and like, you know, obviously it's a day like where we're pitching them ideas and they're coming up with stuff, but we also get to talk to post a little bit. It's just as a little special. That's like a little, it's like, it's a larger behind the scenes. Like, Cause we had one that was a day in the life yeah. and that was an onset one, but an office day, it, you know, if it was filmed the right way and cut, you know, that's all your, all your work. That'd It'd be, be weird to see yourself, right? It would be. <laughs> we were, we basically produced and edited the day in the life and the entire time we were talking about, oh, should we put some kind of 
post in there. And then I realized that editing looks really boring on TV. Oh, it's very boring on TV. (laughs) You guys, like some of the editors, they go into a a cell. Is that what you want to call it? It's like a windowless room and they edit all day. Like a a cubicle is like a a giant office compared to what they have. Yeah, we. (laughs) but you need to be kind of solitary and locked off from the world, I guess, when you edit. I mean, a window would be nice. <laughs> no, come on, no, Kevin. You don't a get a window. No, but we actually used to share um, a wall with the editors of a different show, Say Yes to the Dress, that gets edited here. Mm-hmm. And the vent uh, was, like, right there, so we'd hear everything. And we were just here, like, if you're not familiar with editing, sometimes you're just trying to get something, like, synced up just so. We would hear, like, does she like the dress? Does she like the dress? Does she like the dress? Over. <laughs> they like, keep over, trying to finesse and it. Over. And, like, and until, like... Thinks it was maddening. So kudos yeah. for you uh, for just putting yourself through that every yeah. day. Yeah, it takes a real uh, particular personality to uh, <laughs> be willing to subject themselves and, to that. And as a spoiler, she liked the dress. She loved it. <laughs> she said yes to it. Especially in Atlanta. That's my favorite, say yes to That's the dress. That's right. Uh, so that is so fun. So why don't we jump right into this episode now? Uh, this is a fun one. What was this episode? Fast doing? and Furious. One of yeah. my favorite film franchises. There are... They have eight films. We have seven seasons, but we're going to catch up to them pretty soon. So yeah. we'll both be at eight. I'm sure they think of us the same way. It's a competition. Are they doing spinoffs, though? Are they going to do Fast and Furious spinoffs? We should do a spinoff. Oh, we should do a Joker spinoff or a Fast and Furious spinoff? We should have Murr do a Fast and Furious spinoff. Not a bad idea. Like Murr and Q. Like Murr's just in like uh, the sidecar of Q's motorcycle, and they get Fast and Furious all over I the country. I got a name. I got a name for you. What do you got? The Fast and the Murious. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Coming to a red box near you. <laughs> I've got to say, I've never seen Fast and the Furious. What is it? What is it about? Uh, you're missing out. It's about family and cars. <laughs> family is the big joke because it's he literally he, every single episode. He's just like, this is not about the heist. It's about family. And it's like, no, and it's, it's about a family. They, oh, yeah, I mean, the Toretto like, family. That's like they, they just needed a way to like make his character like more likable or have some kind of ethos. He's and so likable. had family. Wow, Casey coming in hot on Dom. <laughs> That's right. I'm a big fan. I know Q and Sal are, and they were so excited when we got to go down to Universal and yeah. film this bit and like, you know, because we've been to Universal now three times. Mm. Uh, we went, we did a whole episode there, then we filmed uh, down at the uh, beach Volcano kind of, Bay. Volcano Bay. Thanks, Kev. And then they're like, come down and shoot at the Fast and Furious ride and we're like, absolutely. And so we got to go down there and film and this was some new gameplay for us too because so what do you think about this gate and play, Kev, where the guys were just feeding each other almost like rejection lines is what we call them, which are things where they're trying to give each other a thumbs down. Mm. I love it. For years, I had wanted there to be a challenge where you can get more than one thumbs down. And you guys did that with the uh, at the glasses store earlier in the season. Right, right. Mm. Uh, and I love it. It helps us when we're editing the shows together, too, because it gives you more flexibility with, you know, Who's yeah. losing the episode? I don't know how much I can reveal about that kind of thing. I think we could talk about we it. We talk about it, right? Yeah, we've talked about it in the past. So basically, yeah. you know, we film a lot and and like it's not that we omit much because it's what what we film is generally what what the episode math as we call it of thumbs ups and thumbs downs goes but occasionally you know we have to sometimes it'll be a tie and we're like well it's just easier to explain that it's this person lost and we have this punishment so you know maybe like the maybe we'll take out one turn of sal saying no or something and then that way it makes q lose i don't know for just an example of that and that happens mm, seldom i mean i don't think it's that often that we're like really changing the thing so it's not like we're putting any wool over your eyes yeah, because some, we want you to see the show yeah or and sometimes wool, the cha- some people are allergic yeah. to wool 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is terrible. Murr actually is not. We found that out from his allergy test. But uh, I was going to say something so poignant. Oh, and, wow. Uh, what was it? Um, oh, no, the double downs. I hate those. <laughs> like, oh, when you're yeah. watching an episode and then, like, I, hey, guys, I work here. I, I know what you're saying. Like, you're watching an episode and, like, arbitrarily, this one is a double down. So everything's, like, worth twice as much. And, like, it just, all the other math of the episode goes out the window. You're like, ah, whatever. It's just kind of, like Casey was saying, the nitty-gritty to get to the punishment at the end of the episode. Yeah, and the most important thing with this show, I think, is the for comedy. It's really, at the end of the day, like that, all the format stuff is secondary to the show being about these friends, these real friends that are just having fun. It's a comedy show, not a game show. Emmys, give us an Emmy for comedy show. That's right. What about this? This was shot in Florida. How do you think the New York marks are different than the marks from uh, places like Florida, Texas? I tell you what, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder because there's, uh, you know, we avoid in New York City, we avoid shooting in Times Square. Mm -hmm. Uh, We avoid... Um, certain areas that would, there would be a lot of tourists and there's a lot of tourists, obviously at universal. Why and do you not, why do you not want tourists? Because generally people like tourists, uh, like people around the, the country might watch more TV. Therefore they would watch some practical jokers. Whereas mm-hmm. in New York, there are so many people who just like read books and go to libraries and don't <laughs> walk, don't own TVs. Liberal elite. You know, there's a lot of people who work on the show that don't have TVs. They don't have cable. I don't have cable. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think generally New York is a great place to film because they get recognized so much less because there's uh-huh. so many people and there's so many people who are like, oh, I just watch I just watch small budget movies uh, at this small local theater. I support that. And I don't watch, you know, true TV or like any networks or anything like that. Right. Or people who just have they cut cable and they watch Netflix like a lot of a lot of Manhattanites do that. Not to say the rest of the country doesn't. It's just a higher percentage. I see a Broadway show every night. <laughs> <laughs> Off Broadway. It's a, in a cave. In uh, yeah, it's very exclusive. Don't even try to go. You can't get in. <laughs> but, uh, the, but so with tourists, like when the guys go to Times Square, they get bombarded. And I don't know what it is. And the show does very well in like, you know, the Midwest and the right. South. And so when you go to, the, go to Florida and there's a lot more tourists, it's harder. Although I'll say this Fast and the Furious ride is perfect. It reminded me in some way of like when we do one of those like singles like mingle events like what we've done a few times but everybody was more organized in a line and the jokers weren't just like one of everyone they had a little bit of authority but not much you can't get away with that much Joe takes that one family out oh of the entire family. <laughs> Just as like so to funny. let you know, we put them right to the head of the line afterward. They signed a release and we brought them to the front of the line. They were very happy. We made sure we mentioned that in the show. Oh, Mur- we did? Mur- as a quick line saying, oh, okay. like, let's get them to the front of the line. Oh, okay, good, good. Because... <laughs> Yeah, but also, the, I saw a cut that didn't have that. I, <laughs> I, it. It. I, I know, I, but I love that just you leave it hanging like that. And we weren't down there this time. Me and Casey went down the last time we filmed at Universal, or two times ago when we did the whole Universal episode. And speed them up, getting to the front of the line. Go to Universal when you're a VIP. You get a pass that says you work there. And so basically, you can just walk in the exit row of lines and be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to the front. I went on so many rides. Like, <laughs> oh, but do you feel like a dick doing that? No, because you're you get to avoid all the you're avoiding everybody. It's actually like a separate entrance. Oh, and so you're avoiding people. You can't out. even feel bad because you don't even see their sad faces. Yeah, <laughs> you just have to you know block all that out. It's a victimless crime. Very much. Or not so. even a crime. It's a victimless perk. Yeah, it's great. We got to the front of like the Dueling Dragons at Harry yeah. Potter World, uh, Gringotts Bank. It was fun. I got to say, like I've been to Universal and I've been to Disney and I feel like they're both pretty like, you know, I don't know how to, how to say it, like 
professional in terms like the, obviously those are like the elite in terms of parks and like you can't really like get away with like cutting lines or anything like that but i went to six six flags great yeah. adventure mm-hmm. in jersey not yeah. too long ago yeah i mean it's like it's like high school kids run the entire place <laughs> yeah and they don't care about anything you could cut any line and no one i mean like you could do you could just go the wrong way you could stand up during a roller coaster <laughs> it's it's pretty insane yeah, you don't want to mess with a pack of high school kids either. They're tough. Wait, when McCarthy, I, did you go to Action Park in Jersey growing up? No, my gang rolled around in uh, Six Flags. My gang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my gang. You know, I was in a gang when I say we rolled around. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much gang lingo I know. Um, I went to Action Park as a kid. And then my, I was, I was too young to like do anything that was really dangerous, which is good because I mean, people would go home with broken bones all the time. Every time I came home, I would have like enormous bandages on my legs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Comedian Chris Gethard, who appeared on Joker's wild actually, um, as a mailman, I believe he, uh, he also had his own show obviously on the network and, uh, he's got a lot of great stories from action park. Yes. That was his era. And he grew up in Jersey. And at that place, you should find out more about that place, Action Park. I, I suggest it. Yeah, I think he wrote about it in a book called Weird New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever want to check that out, I'm from the Garden State. It's a weird place as advertised <laughs> yes. by that book. Garden State is such an odd name for that, for what Jersey is. It, it's definitely of another time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very big, well, it's not a big state. It's a diverse state. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean the amount of people. In that in the state, like per square feet, right? Is just the, the, the gardens, just populated. the gardens alone, though, produce corn. We have like Tomatoes. one of the largest blueberry producers in the world down in Hamilton, New Jersey. Ooh. People are always like Jersey corn. You got to get Jersey corn. <laughs> yeah. Jersey corn's the best. This is Jersey corn. Sweet they always tell you Jersey corn. I got Jersey tomatoes and I got Jersey corn. Jersey corn. <laughs> Kevin, uh, one more thing I got to talk about with Fast and Furious was that a nightmare for post. With yes. uh, all the people there? It was. Okay. Thankfully, that doesn't fall on my shoulders entirely, but we have uh, our coordinator, Ryan Lynch, and our PA, yep. our production assistant, Gabrielle Jasper. And uh, they went through the footage so many times, looking at all the people there, cross-referencing it with the releases we had, and then our assistant editors, Mike Golafaro, Kyle Oak. Bienvenue yeah. to shouting out the entire post team here. Well, and basically what I'm talking about is because you have to blur the people that haven't signed, right? Yes. So many blurs, uh, so many kids. You have to, unless you get explicit permission from kids and they're from kids' from parents. Sure, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. I'll get my mom. He comes back with a trench coat and on someone's kid's shoulder. Hi, I'm the mom. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Mr. Mom. <laughs> Sorry. I'm no, done with it that. It happens all the time. Uh, so, yeah, we have to do a lot of blurring, and uh, it takes a long time. Blurring. What's the process of blurring? So you uh, <laughs> you have to go back in time and put a blur mask <laughs> yep, you have to on the all the footage. Face. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that is such an interesting thing, the blur, and the fact that it was ever invented. I guess maybe probably a hidden camera show invented it, right? Think about it because news, yeah. news, you're allowed to use footage. If it's like a journalist, if it's like a, if it's journalism, you could use it anybody without permission. Well, not necessarily. Like you ever see something they'll do on overweight people. They never show the overweight people's face. They only show them from behind. But I think that's out of Wait, respect. Hold on. Something they do on <laughs> overweight people? Yeah, what are you talking about? Sweep, sweep, sweep. We have sweep. to blur that line. It was yeah, so vague. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, America's, I know you're saying. America's getting fat, and then they show you know, footage of, a, of fat Americans, it's but they like, don't yeah. show the Americans' 
face. Yeah, they just right. showed he ate so much high. he became a blur. <laughs> it'll be like tonight's story: obesity yeah. in Staten Island, Absolutely. and you'll show like it'll show a person like eating a sandwich, but their face is blurred. Yeah, <laughs> the sandwich is clear though. The sandwich is clear until it gets to the mouth, and then suddenly. <laughs> Yeah. That's the hardest thing about blurring, right. actually, when sandwiches go into mouths and yeah. you can't. We've had some amazing blurs, like like Hey Mustache, the classic, blur of that, classic. where we blur the face but leave the mustache. Well, I actually, <laughs> so that's, that's, we should have an Emmy for that. I gave a note on this episode. At one point, Joe uh, talks about this woman with a bandana on. And uh, one of our people had put a blur on the face and the bandana. And Come I on. said, Let's give this the mustache treatment and keep the bandana unblurred. Let's give it the mustache uh, treatment. That's Shorthand. a new industry term. Wow. <laughs> the mustache treatment. So, but I am curious what the first blur in TV history I know. been. I mean, I'm feeling like it's candid camera. Very likely. At some point. But there probably was a, there was probably a point where... It, you were blurring, and then people were like, "You can't." I mean, you were not blurring, and people are like, "You can't show my face." And then they invented a blur. I don't think it was or, oh, camera. I know it like was. Elvis swinging his hips around. They're like, "No, <laughs> yeah. too sexy." That's what I'm saying. I'm, it actually probably was nudity, or oh, something. Yeah. It was probably for censorship. Well, we did black bars for a long time. Right. I, I wonder at what point that switched to the blur. I want to switch. I want to go back to black bars. Yeah. Or <laughs> maybe another color. Speaking of blurring and bleeping and blooping, we had a we had a bleep, a big bleep. We we're talking about. Uh, on an email chain for a while with Kevin Felix in our second (laughs) bit. uh, So our second bit, you know, the guys are taking photos of people in the park and uh, the line in question uh, comes from a Mr. Joe Gatto. Mm -hmm. He says, this man deaf got a bleep. And that bleep is a different B word. It is. Can I? Oh yeah. Okay. You can say it. And I think it doesn't need a bleep. Honestly, but that was, that was the debate. Danny, yes, Danny. What was the question that you had before? Yeah, what does "deaf got a bush" mean? Okay, I love this. Sit down. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to a child. Sit down. <laughs> it's sorry. time to have the talk <laughs> All right. to describe to you. It means when a person definitely has yeah. a um, lot, a, a flock of pubic hair. Oh, let's yeah. just say, a uh, tuft, a, a large yeah. tuft. Right. Of pubic hair, and that's so. Then Joe's assuming that this person death <laughs> got a bush. Tuft almost sounds more bleep worthy. Tough. <laughs> but yeah, it, so that was like we're back and forth with the network, and who else would have to? Who else weighs in on that? Well, the, like so the censors. Yeah, True TV okay. has a standards and practices department, S and P, we call them, and they, they're the ones who let us know what needs to be bleeped. And we generally know. I mean, there are only so many words out there. And uh, we know the ones that definitely have to be bleeped, and we know the ones that, in certain contexts, you can say, mm. um, and which is a whole interesting sidebar that uh-huh. I won't get into right now. But um, but this one completely caught me off guard. I've been working in TV a long time. I've dealt with a lot of blurring and bleeping. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> this is the first time Bush has come up, and it's said I think thirteen times, something like that, in the bit. Yeah, uh, and they said you have to bleep it, and we went back and forth with them, and ultimately they said yes, you still have to bleep it. So we did a slight re-edit of it to make it as clear as possible what he was talking about by having. Well, I shouldn't get it actually down that road. It's tough sure. because it's tough because you you then have to go and make a bigger thing out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it sounds. I think when you bleep a word, it sounds a lot worse than right. when it's not bleeped. I agree. And the most important thing with the show is to make sure it's still funny with the bleep. And if you watch it and there are bleeps and it's not funny, and and the viewer feels like they're not in on the joke, it's a real problem, and we mm. have to change things. And that's where so, I come in and go, "We're missing the comedy here. Like, we need to get." That across because like you're saying, like when you, when all you hear is a bleep, you're like, what did he just say to that man? And then like, find, like to me, I'd be relieved to find out it was Bush. 
Oh but, yeah. I'm also not watching yeah. this show with my kids at home because I don't have them. You do. You have I a do. cat. But you have a <laughs> but, cat. I, I wouldn't be fine with my kids hearing that. There are some words we can say on the show right. that I wouldn't want my kids to hear, but Bush, you mm-hmm. know. Would you explain what that means the way I explained it to uh, Danny? To my kids? Yeah. Oh yeah. You'd say you'd sit them down and be like, okay. Well, just pretend. Say, well, you know, pretend Casey's uh, your son, sure. and your and oh, your your daughter, right? You have two daughters. I, I know I have a son and a daughter. They're twins. Son and a daughter. I, I'll be either one. <laughs> <laughs> and you're explaining to him, yeah, the facts of life, and that he's going to be very soon getting some hair in that area. So, yo, and, yo, Dad, what's Def got some blank? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mom, get out of here. We, well, we need Kevin's kid. Let's focus on the word deaf. Deaf is short for definitely, and that means it's really going to happen. I know that part, Dad. I'm cool. <laughs> what's this other part? <laughs> and keep in mind, I'm going to tell all my friends. <laughs> what, what does that voice remind me of? It's <laughs> Mr. Mom from 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's possible. Oh, Mr. Mom. Um, <laughs> well... It's Casey, my son. <laughs> my <When>, daughter. <laughs> the name could be either. When you get older, maybe 13 to 15 years old, although for girls these days, I hear it's closer to 10 or 11. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> We've all read the articles, right? <laughs> we got to believe this. <laughs> You'll start to grow hair in some places. You may have seen it on me when I'm in the shower. And- <laughs> what the hell's going on with the feelings now? You don't know, know but it sounds you can never tell <laughs> when you say these things. Yeah. We're actually nudists in our house. And, uh, you would never know because I worked after I showered right. once I murdered that other family that lived across the street. You, you've seen me commit many crimes. Uh, that's amazing. Um, but this this whole this whole challenge uh, was was definitely fun because it's one of these things where the you you know the guys posted this on their social media with no context. So they were taking these pictures in the park, and if they lost, they had to send this photo with a caption, yep. and it was all over their social media. A lot of people had questions about it. A lot of people assumed it was for the show, and then it's like this Easter egg. It's like this It's this natural spoiler, this natural um, – no, I'm sorry, not spoiler, teaser, this natural like – um, way of almost advertising for the show, and you get to see it later. It's so cool. I, yeah. We had not, we haven't done a lot like that. Maybe in the past, someone would take Murr's phone and yeah. tweet from it, and right. like hijack someone's social media, and then it's revealed later, either in their live show or in the, you know, in the in the show at some point. But this one is a full challenge based on that. I love it. Yeah, it's so, so fun. Did we end up saying Instagram? In yes. the episode we did, because that's always like a thing. I, and we're recording this before the episode comes out, but I bet. There's going to be some tweets that are like, yeah, nice Instagram plug, how much they pay you for that. And the truth is, I wish they did. I know. Because it's just like one of those ideas, like we come up with the guys in the room and it's just like easier to say Instagram and then people know where to go for it. Yeah. Go to like find it and all that. And like, I don't know. People should worry about that people, stuff. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like if you, if you, you would say Instagram, if you were talking to someone and exactly. so they're just That's normal how we people, they're it. just guys. Yeah. yeah I think it's important. Oh, yeah. sorry. I, th- I think it's always important for their interactions to feel real. And you would never say, hey, I'm going to, can I post this on my social media profile? Yeah. 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 Also, Instagram pay us. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take checks. Send Speaking it of which, to at Danny's house 49. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tumblr. Wow, what a segue. <laughs> okay, Kevin, coming from post to taking our current job. Oh, <laughs> you know, what, you know what I had a question about real quick before we, as a segue? Oh, yeah. Uh, 
back in the day, we used to sometimes uh, you know you'd come into the to the you know the producer's room and and be like, oh, we need some tea, we need some of those puns. Oh, the voiceovers, the voiceover, like the ones that are just like Joe and Sal couldn't buy a bucket. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. This is probably why you stopped coming into the <laughs> boom shakalaka. Yeah. They like jammed their way out of this one yet again. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> you're rehired. But what? What? How do you do them now? We write them. So you do. Yeah, so it's me, Megan Manduke, who is yep. our uh, senior story producer. Uh, Jay Hines, uh, who's our other post-producer. Jay. And the, the whole team. We, we uh, write a document. It's a shared Google Doc. And we come up with the moments that we want to put in the super tease. Amazing. The super tease is what we call a thing. Oh, also the names of the challenges, too. You guys have, you guys come up with the internal, the working titles for the challenges. But then who, who came up with to hatch a predator from last week? That's the, the name of the egg, episode. That's the so name of the Q the title egghead of the thing? E- yes. The titles of the episodes are actually <laughs> Simi and Tina at True, I believe. Or maybe other people at True, too. That's the network. To hatch a predator, I like. They're bleeping Bush, and then they want to call a Q in a room with kids to hatch a predator. <laughs> and I know it's not Simi and Tina bleeping stuff. They're friends of the pod. We love them. Please don't fire me. <laughs> but, um, uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, we now come up with all the voiceovers. and uh, that's You know, it's funny. is This show, so much of it. It, that I look forward to is the, the stuff that you do, the post and that, that stuff. Because, you know, when we're working on the show or even filming the show, you see these moments, but you don't know what it's going to look like. And then when it's time to watch, I'm like always surprised by so many things, extra cuts, you know, putting, you know, making things work with music. And then those, I look forward to those, those, uh, little puns on the a loser board. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Let's pop into this pun. Let's do it. <laughs> is right? that close? I mean, Right into the Tumblr. This one was ridiculous to produce, uh, ridiculous to watch. Very, 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 very cringeworthy in the room. Yeah, I hope it comes off the way it felt, you know, in the room because it was definitely one of the hardest. That you know, every like there's there should be footage of the crew watching. Everyone is like biting their lip and like it's so tense. Um, I think I think it didn't come off as much in a good way. Like you don't want to just be there the whole time, just tense when you're watching our show. Uh, it's also very funny, but there were people who were really upset. And then, and also it, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into it, but the Guy Fieri stuff came about 20 minutes before it happened. In one of the best ways possible. So first of all, the Tumblr CEO, uh, this guy, Jeff, just awesome dude. Like he was so great to meet with and to throughout the punishment he gave like, the guy, like, he, you know, he asked the other jokers for direction. They're like, just be yourself. Act like you would if somebody was doing this in a meeting. And it was, like, perfect the way he acted. He just, like, you know, kind of, like, shot Murray down. And he was, like, speaking up and, like, being a jerk to his employees. And it was great. But then he also mentioned beforehand that, like, they had a lot of Guy Fieri stuff all around the office. And the joker's like, what's up with that? And he's like, oh, Guy Fieri is kind of, like, an idol over here. Like, we have him all over the place. Like, if... They feel, just like love his brand. They, they love his love brand, like, like his style. They love like, the whole thing. It's I, I bet you it's it started as sort of like a slightly ironic kind of like you know this is you know this you know Flavor Town, and then they said it as like a joke because that's what he says, yeah. and then they all were like, "That's what we're just saying from now on." And then it became just like a, like a love of it and loving everything he does. And Guy Fieri is like that kind of personality. When I first started watching Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, I was like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah. And then I watched literally, "Who's this guy?" And then I, <laughs> then I watched a little bit more, and I I found myself like laughing and like kind of liking his takes on things. And He's my wife great. noticed she was like, 
you really like this. <laughs> I love Guy Fieri. And he also takes our Emmy, I think, all the time. We're up against, haven't we tried to, uh, like, they get nominated. Is that but, like, that's category? like the category? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. We're, uh, not, we're not that kind of show. We're a comedy show. No. We can't fight Guy Fieri God. on his ground. He'll <laughs> kill us every time. Here's the other thing. that If, you, if you're on the fence about Guy Fieri, Guy was, Joe, Joe, like, called him and was like, hey, I was wondering if you were around to, like, do this, you know, phone call, you know, or FaceTime thing. Right. From where he was first, he was asking if he was, like, in New York for some reason. And it's just bizarre in general that Joe's got his number. But right. we almost filmed that Guy's American Kitchen when he had that restaurant open in Times Square. Yeah. So, like, they, they met up. They had contact info. But, yeah. And he's a, he's a fan of the show. Yep. And, and so Guy is in... He's like in California, in California yeah. fighting wildfires and like helping <laughs> he was, people out of homes. You're right. He was serving up food to people serving who food, had their yeah. like their homes devastated by these yeah. wildfires. If you remember the wildfires over the summer in California, he's like pitching in, serving food, helping people out, and he takes time out of that to like go to like the one house that has some Wi-Fi so he could FaceTime for the show. He took like twenty minutes or you know however long out to just do this little cameo in our show. And he's just a hero. He's, you know, to us, to the people at Tumblr and in all of California. You know what? Guy Fieri, like, authentic dude and just seems very present, like, yeah. in the moment. If you're talking to Guy Fieri, he's listening. Like, and I know that sounds like a dumb thing to say, but it seems true to me. Yeah. A really great guy. I'm so happy he jumped in on that episode because that was very cool for us. He's sort of like the, like a, a version of the Jokers in the way that like Fatone is. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's just like these authentic guys that like, yeah, they've like found some stardom, but they're really just at their core, really likable, nice, big personalities. And yep. that's, and that's why I think they all, like I could see guy like taking over for, for tone. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I could, yeah. you could switch whoa, them. And, oh, that's <laughs> case okay all right but i would love for him to join fatone maybe I mean. the fast and the marius there <laughs> oh, get them involved what about a buddy comedy that's like guy and fatone oh. what if they what if they accidentally like Freaky friday m-u-r-r dash g-e i would love it also i'll throw this out there anybody if you're in like a fantasy football league or something make the last place person dress up like guy fieri and cook a guy fieri style meal we did that for our league last year and it was great who That's lost great. my buddy andrew and he you know he had to buy the wig and the whole like the fire flame shirt and all that and you get some awesome food because he's got to cook some guy fieri style me meals wait. like a chicken with a beer can up its butt and stuff like that it's good <laughs> you know what's really funny is wait so do you, does, is there a winner what does the winner get they, they get money usually oh yeah i was gonna say well, you should put all the money in and when you when whoever like loses all that money goes to the food like yeah. it has to go to like the whole meal so everybody's like enjoying it but but uh -huh. only one guy who loses has to cook Ooh, that's an all that's an alt on your idea that's a good one i mean the one guy did cook everything he had to buy the food he had to buy make, it yeah yeah he lost okay, that's, that's like punishment for oh, that's, i don't know that's mean it's a lot yeah it's only 12 people and how much money did he already lose by not winning the league? oh andrew he's so rich <laughs> <laughs> that's not true okay very poor but no it's andrew Garfield. also i'll throw this out there for fantasy football leagues i've heard this before joker's punishments make good punishments for your friends oh, for fantasy for fantasy leagues write your friends stand up make him go do an open mic the rest yeah. of the league go and watch <laughs> throw him out of a plane <laughs> throw him out of a plane yeah give him a prostate exam in front of everybody Put a backpack on an alligator a couple of tats <laughs> all right all right all right danny green I see you have some questions there on I that do some, crumpled up piece of paper that you, you have right in front of you. I do have some questions for, for Kevin. Kevin, do you? For Kevin, not me? Not you, Casey. You can go back to your notes. <laughs> Those are <laughs> notes. That's a candy bar wrapper. Back to notes. Um, do you ever go to set? 
I go to set sometimes. Uh, I oh, well, our post department is in charge of the specials. Mm-hmm. So we do like a March Madness special or the holiday special that was last season. Or the Office Day special coming soon. Yes, the future mm-hmm. Office Day special, which I'm very excited <laughs> for. Um, so we basically write those. I mean, we don't put the words in, in the Joker's mouth, but we come up with the clips that are going to be shown. Right. And so we go in the field and we basically produce and direct those. Uh, and then, yeah, I personally go to the field whenever I can, usually at the beginning of the season when things aren't too crazy. And uh, it's nice to be able to watch stuff happening live instead of on a screen in a small cell. What's, <laughs> what's been your favorite moment from the show? Jeez. Uh, I love him. The Lucky's bit when we shot at Lucky's Burgers. Uh-huh. Yeah. When the in Murr's turn, when the customer texted the manager or the owner to <laughs> to fire Murr, and Murr starts goes goes back and talks to him and walks out with the bindle. I, I always love that. It's great. <laughs> That's a big moment. It is a big moment. I love the. Uh, oh my! Actually, my, I should say my wife's favorite moment in the show's history is when Sal and Murr are having that person go back and forth. Uh, it's oh, that bit yeah. the, the, <laughs> tell my friend tell or my pass friend. the message. I think yeah, we called pa- it. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and there's this one person and one woman who goes back and forth several times and that's edited brilliantly. That yeah. was a challenge. That was our, yeah. our editor, Whitney Hauser did an amazing job editing that. It's unbelievable. It's, it's like, it's at least his favorite moment of all time. She's like, I just want the show to always be this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I mean, that went on for so long. That's the biggest challenge right. with editing the show is when things play for a really long time in real life and they're funny because they play for a long time, but it needs to cut it down to like a two minute thing. And I think we cut that down to maybe five minutes and it was still a fraction of what really happened, but you need to make it seem like it's going on forever, which it really was. Oh, we've got a punishment coming up in a couple of weeks. I don't know how you guys are going to cut that one down that I guess we can't give any spoilers, but it's lengthy. Mm. It's a fun (laughs) one. How's that going on your end? It's almost like a sequel to mime. Let's just leave it at that. Oh, are we talking about that no, one? Okay. Or we're talking about, about that one case. Oh, which one? We're talking about the. Yeah, we're talking about that one. Oh, we, ju- we just cracked knows. it. We just that was, I was cracked it. Banging my head against the wall yesterday, trying to figure it out because if you let it play the way it normally goes, there, there, if you let it play the way it really went, there's no way to cut it into a five, six minute punishment, maybe even a seven minute punishment. But we came up with a solution that uh, I think will work and still be as funny as it really was. Wow, this is. That's that's a little teaser. Um, that's a teaser. This is wow. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, because I, I, the one that I thought you were talking about is another one that's like a long one, like mine. Uh-huh. But like it has to be cut down. That's hard. Mine must have been hard. Mine you're talking hard. about yeah. You're talking about Q1 Casey, and me and Kevin are talking about a Joe one. I know. I'll say that now. I know yeah, what yeah. you're talking okay. about. They'll be coming a few weeks after this episode airs. To Exciting a home theater near you. Yes. Exciting folks, get ready for the good ones. And that's about going to do it for today's pod. Any more questions, Danny? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You worked on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I did. How do the Jokers compare to the Real Housewives of Atlanta? Wow, I've never been asked that question before. How did you know I worked on Real Housewives of Atlanta? Oh, I do research. (laughs) (laughs) The last time I tweeted was... That's uh, how I knew you had two daughters. I, I don't. <laughs> Danny Green lives in the dark web. I'm very impressed, Danny Green. Uh, I mean, it's also on, I guess, my IMDb profile if I have one of those. Um, had the You know, I was in post for the Real Housewives, and I never really dealt with the ladies. Um, and I deal with the Jokers personally a lot, so uh, I will say the Jokers are a lot funnier. And wow. Probably, Whoa. I would imagine <laughs> he's here to work with Candy. I don't know. I saw the Real Housewives oh, tour, cool. and it's pretty good. <laughs> Candy's, Candy's my favorite. She's awesome. Do you watch? And she wrote No Scrubs. 
How she did? It? Yeah, she wrote the song No Scrubs. What? She's yeah. a songwriter. A Grammy-winning songwriter. She's written a lot she of She won a Grammy? Yeah, yeah, back in 1995. None of our guys have won a Grammy. She owns a restaurant now. I, I haven't been keeping up her. with The Real Housewives, to be oh, honest. Oh, you better. Lisa Kleinman does, my wife. Does she? Uh-huh. It, I love it, working on that show, actually. It's a, it's Real challenge. That's like 26 episodes hour long with all these characters trying to make their storylines. Yeah. You know, be entertaining and connect. And uh, I prefer working on this show, but I do like The Real Housewives. I don't know. You sold Atlanta pretty hard. I'm I'm into Real Housewives (laughs) Atlanta now. I mean, there's no say yes to the dress Atlanta. No, not at all. Mm. Is she going to wear it? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) she is. All right, folks. About time to wrap it up. Unless Danny got another question. No. <laughs> then that'll do it. Nice game. One in the bucket. Thank you very much, Kevin Felix, for being here. My pleasure. This was a blast. Give you. <laughs> I want to give you more credit. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to give your editors credit. Think about, think when you're watching things, think about all the people who tirelessly sat in a little dark box <laughs> and edited away for hours just for you to enjoy it. Uh, appreciate that. I appreciate you, Kevin. I appreciate you, Casey. I appreciate you, Danny's House 69. <laughs> I appreciate you as always, Casey. I appreciate you, James. I appreciate you, Casey. And I appreciate you, the listeners, for listening to our podcast. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Maybe leave a nice little review and uh, have fun and tell your friends. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.